Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chefs with Frank Martineau. Well, you know, I think I, compared to last year, I had a full offseason to really work on what I think I needed to work on. You know, last year, finished your college season, you know, had surgery, I'm out for a while, can't really train, and then it's prepping for, you know, the draft and all that stuff, and um, just a lot of stuff going on. I didn't feel like I could really get my body in shape the way I wanted to because of, a lot because of the surgery. I mean, I was I was in shape, but as far as my arm, I would have liked to be a little sharper. Um, I feel like my arm got a lot stronger this offseason. And then just mechanics, I worked really hard on keeping everything tighter, more fluid in my motion, working on my, all my arm slots, all that. I just feel like the ball is coming out really from every angle the way I want it to. Obviously, you're going to miss a few every now and then, but feel the best that I felt. That was a great question, whoever asked that. Those are damn good questions. And uh, I always love my favorite thing is when radio people say, yeah, my question that I asked. Um, but thanks for bringing it up so no you could do it instead of me. Um, Here for you. I do think Most it was interesting a couple of weeks ago that, that that response was more about what he said about a week and a half ago, a week ago. I can't remember the exact time where he said, I feel like I'm throwing as well as I've ever thrown it. It's yeah. part of my story. I told you. First day can it was the first day at camp he said that? That's the only other time he's talked. Nah. This is third time. We're in week three, so he talks like once a week. Either way, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is he said he's thrown it as well as he's, he's thrown it. That's what and, you want to hear, man. But he gave some good answers. Why? Because I, I, like, that didn't compute to me because we don't talk about his fundamentals much. Mm-hmm. Like, he throws it. He spins it. He, he whistles it, as Urban Meyer would say. <laughs> right? So, what do you, uh, we've had so many quarterbacks over the years... Blake Bortles, most notably, that would have to go to California and get it right and try to work on the mechanics. He wasn't a pure thrower of the football. He's very raw and, and all these things. And now you get a guy who was like, appears to be made in a lab, <laughs> you know, in like terms not, of the quarterback. Yeah, not much work you got to do on those mechanics. And so, yeah, so when it struck me when he said that, like, I'm throwing as well as I've ever thrown. And so that was this answer that he just said. And that didn't make sense because you kind of forget about the surgery that he had on the non-throwing shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so that hampered his ability to train the way he wanted to train, get the reps that he wanted to get. And so now he feels like he's ahead this year versus last year. Like, I still think the ball's probably coming out of his hand uh, as well. But he also brought something up, guys, that I thought was pretty interesting. The different arm slots. You know, Patrick Mahomes has made this top of mind. This off-platform throwing. Yeah. yeah. And, and behind the back, mm-hmm. you know, no look. But the guy that does it very well and I think has gotten better at more notice in the last year, last year than previous years is Josh Allen. Mm. And so Josh, and by the way, Aaron Rodgers has done this for years too. Sure. So you start thinking of really good quarterbacks that are able to, you know, drop it down a level, go sidearm or with it, whatever. Sling it downfield with very little room to do the sling. Yeah, you got to yeah. find the windows, right? Yeah. I mean, you got arms six foot seven guys in, in front of you. And, th- and I think of Mahomes. I think of Rodgers. And I think of most recently Josh Allen, I can see it. And then I think of what Trevor's saying there, and you can see him do that. He practices off to the side some of those things. And I want to see if we see more of that in the game because that's what he's talking about, the ball coming out of my hands the same way, even if I do drop down to, um, for him, it would be like 10 o'clock, you know. Uh, and so I think it will be really interesting to see if he's able to do that in the game and we see that or if that's just a thing that he wants to work on. I don't know. Is it of note, is there of any importance at Trevor Lawrence? I believe he's only thrown one interception in camp, and it was on a deflection and a ball that was picked off the turf by Shaq Griffin. So not even his fault. 
Well, I don't know if it wasn't his fault. You could say it was a high throw or something, but it was still on a deflection. Um, you know, he hasn't been perfect. Not like he's like at 95% completion rate, but he's had days where he's been about perfect. I think it was that one day he went 19 for 19. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he did. 19 for 19, no defense, baby. So, so it doesn't matter. I think it does because you certainly don't want to see him getting picked off right and left, right? I don't think it's like an indicator that he's going to be an all-pro this year, but it, it is an indicator that he's not a mess in camp. So you don't buy it? You don't care about that, Casey? Um, Yeah, I do. I do care about the interception part of it. I was just trying to make fun of you for the 19 and 19. <laughs> I don't care when there's no – it's not live and there's no defense and there's no pass. Well, there, are, there is some defense there, though. I mean – you know, like today, somebody I just saw computed them at like 22 or 32 today, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of drops and pass breakups. Shaq Griffin had a nice one down near the goal line. I care about that. So, so yeah, these are. It's not just against air. That's not where we're, we're doing the like the 19 for 19 wasn't against air, but it was like in seven on seven kind of play or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you know? respectfully, no rush. Can't get. Sacked I care about this though. So yes, I care about the fact that he's not throwing interceptions because we also think the Jags defense is pretty good. Yeah, we so think they it's should be putting better. up a good competition for Trevor Lawrence. So yes, I think that the Jags have good corners, and if they're not picking him off often, then yes, I count that as a a small W. Yeah, I was just curious. I was not a capital, but a small. Yeah, we're going into week three. Lower so, case. but believe it or not, now they've got a camp practice on Wednesday, and then they only have three next week at Episcopal, and Episcopal's done. Man, so think about that. So they're almost through camp, and let's just say he stays on this pace, throws one or two picks in camp. I mean, we had practices in the past where Blake Bortles made headlines for throwing five in a practice, you know. Uh, I think Bortles isn't alone. Um, Lane Gabbard. What's his name? Uh, why am I blanking on Ravens? Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, he threw five last year in camp, I believe, in a practice as well. So, I mean, it's not like, is that the end of the world? Probably not, but... It's pretty notable that when you're not giving it to the other team, when the biggest fix probably for Trevor Lawrence coming out of last year was throwing it to the other team, 17, which isn't 30 of Jameis Winston or Peyton Manning, but it was still 17 that led the league. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson being a known entity, he has a bad day with five picks in okay. camp. You yeah. go, all right, look, it's a bad day. But to the Trevor point, like you want him, you want him to be a generational talent, but you just don't know yet. So anyway, all those things add up to... He looks the part. All these things are coming together, but it doesn't matter. Like, we can continue to talk about it all August, which we will, and I think these are good signs to kind of Casey's point, but the proof is in the Sundays. Yeah. You know? And I'm not talking about Sundays on Mondays here at Cox Media. I am, but you're not. <laughs> I get it. That's fine. <laughs> Did we have that We today? missed it again, Brent. We missed you the Sundays. You know what? I didn't see an email about Sundays on Monday. They're slipping here. All right, I'll bring it in next time. And we got a brand new boss. Maybe that's the problem. Really? We got that brand new boss. Maybe he nixed the Sundays on Monday. We should call hey. Casey. Call him up right now. I'll bring it in. I don't have I don't have his number. <laughs> Nobody knows I even exist here. That's true. That's Just keep it that way, man. It's better for you that way. If, listen, if I was wearing that bandana every show, I'd probably be pretty happy that... Nobody knew I existed. <laughs> Reality is Casey would have been fired months ago if they knew he worked here. <laughs> I wish they would. <laughs> they he's an I wish they would try. Hey, let's stay on quarterback play. Uh, we've been going around the divisions. Uh, football at five. I think we got a little off schedule because of uh, Canton, Ohio week. But we had one more to go. We'll eventually get into the AFC South. We saved that for last. But the NFC East. And it's Dallas's to win. Yeah, man. Right? But Philly, here they come. Here they come. And by the way, if, you know, some guys can put it together in New York, New York can throw up some uh, some competition as well. The Giants? Yes. What? Yes. The Giants suck. I'm not, I'm not saying the Giants. <laughs> yeah, look, 
Look, I'm not telling you the Giants are going to win 12 games, but in a division that in years past was one at eight and eight and seven and nine, I'm telling you that this division may not be the hardest to win if you're eight and nine this year. It's not the hardest to win because they play the Giants twice. And the Commanders. And the Commanders. But we can start with Dallas, Brent, because I'm kind of curious on your take on this thing. You know, they gave Dak a whole lot of money. Do we think Dak is the guy? Yeah, I, I do. I think Dak's the guy that can win a Super Bowl. You do? Yeah. Because a lot of people don't. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't, just for reference. I think Dak could easily fall into these big con- – he could be Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. And then Carr could fit into that Dak pile, the Kirk Cousins pile, right? These yeah. guys that get highly paid do a lot of good things. A lot Probably of stats. You've got to buy into them sure. because you could do a lot worse. Could throw 30 touchdowns maybe, yeah. But can they get over? Like, will Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, or Kirk Cousins ever win a Super Bowl? These are good questions, man, because I don't know that they will. Yes. One of them will? One of them will. Which one? Derek Carr. Really? And you think that's this year or next year? Hopefully it's this year when he wins the MVP as well. (laughs) I'm making you some money? Yeah. No, Derek Carr's good enough. Well, listen, Dak's good enough, too. He's proven it. I mean, he's talented. Okay. He's proven just as much as, as Derek has. I feel like I'm on a first-name basis with these guys. You're right. It sounds like it. I don't think he's proved as hey, much. Kirk, how you doing up but, there in Minnesota? Um, I don't think either of them are the leader that Derek Carr is. So I think he has that intangible. The other two don't. Which, by the way, Derek Carr had that, like, incredible season and got hurt in the playoffs. I haven't – like, Dak hasn't done that for me. Like, the Dak numbers are fine, but look at the games that are close. I'm not a Cowboy hater or nor a fan, but I love the Cowboys. Why so? Well, first of all, I do think their offense can really explode, even without Amari Cooper. Even without Amari Cooper. Lynn's okay. really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gallup is decent. Yeah, I think they have the parts, right? I, I really do. And I think Dak has proven that he can get a lot out of that offense. And their defense took such a big jump last year. And I am a Trevon Diggs fan, even though he gets burnt by undrafted free agents well, sometimes in practice. <laughs> So I like them. I, I think I'm not a huge like Dallas guy. I'm not like a Jerry Jones guy, but I think they're, they have done a better job than their results have shown, which means they have the goods to probably get it done if they would just get it done. They're a lot like Minnesota. I mean, they have stuff where it's like, wow. When the, when the Dallas Cowboys come to Jacksonville this year, like I give the Jags zero chance to beat. Like it feels like it's one of those games they have zero chance. Now they just beat the Bills last year. Sure. And he would have said the same thing. But you know, when I they went up to Green though, Bay, yeah. like I there it's just a different class of game. Yeah. Right? The rosters are so different. And by the way, that showed itself last year. Was it last year in Dallas that the Jazz got whooped? Was that last year? Yeah, I think it was. No. They they go, oh no, year. no, we went to that was preseason. preseason. That was preseason. That was a couple of years ago when they wore that bad jersey. Yeah, that was well. a couple years ago after, like, Kansas City. That was way back now that I think about it. Yeah. I was thinking of the preseason game we're in Dallas. But um, anyway, I think it's just a different class of roster. Now are they good enough to find the ingredient to win? And really the problem might be McCarthy. Like, I, they might just not be good enough there. I think McCarthy is one of, like, the all-time overrated entities when it comes to the NFL coaching carousel. Here's a guy who had Aaron Rodgers and, 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 and Brett Favre, essentially, as an assistant, I believe, uh, McCarthy did, and, and had these, these great quarterbacks, and they did nothing with those teams, really, or at least not as much as he should have. And then, you know, he's up for all these jobs. I was a Jet, you know, he, it was rumored he was going to interview with the Jets and be hired by the Jets. I was one of these people who was screaming 
Please, God, no. Of course, we ended up with Adam Gase, so, you know, not great there. But McCarthy goes to Dallas, and everyone was writing it. Like, they don't think this guy can get them to the promised land. It's actually a similar category they're putting Dak into. They're like, okay, can McCarthy coach a team to the playoffs? Yes, he does it frequently. But what happens next? Well, he did it once where he won the Super Bowl. So, uh, the... I, I like Dallas. I think they're still head and shoulders. I think Philadelphia was a little early and overperformed last year. I'm not a huge Jalen Hurts guy. Like, I really am not. I think they were great last year. Their offensive line was unbelievable. Uh, they overperformed, in my estimation. I'm not scared of them. Like, so I, I, I just, I, Jalen Hurts just doesn't do it for me. And I'm, I have guys like that now, and I get proven wrong a lot. And he might be that dude that just continues to prove me wrong i don't dislike him i just think he's kind of a regular quarterback i think the big unknown with philly this year you got to look at is this team has consistently lacked a great pass catcher outside of the tight end position for for a long time now yeah uh, and they picked one up this offseason in aj brown so out of camp if you believe all those stories they all love what they're seeing out of camp but will that translate to the regular season i think if it does that's a scary offense Okay, so then you've got the two bottom feeders. You've got the Giants, who I'm more of a fan of Daniel Jones than anybody else around here. I am is. not, but um, I am a fan of Dable. Dable will be very interesting there. They have some talent. They've collected some talent with the draft they got, picks, they of got course, with Evan Neal and, and, and Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Uh, Saquon should if, be healthy if he's healthy, right? They it's got kinda, Tony as a wide receiver. They got a couple of they got a couple of tools there, but they still feel disjointed. They just even I mean, they're Tony, not a they thought team. about trading Tony. They did. Sure. Barkley's uh, he's a hamstring away, right? Right. Daniel Jones might. I mean, it, the trend is he's not it. Mm-hmm. And so if those things happen, then you got no chance. Defense will be worse than last year. They left go of some pieces, but I do they're think just they're just not a threat. It's a two horse right. race. Yes, but I do think they can be a problem for those two horses, as like all the teams in the NFC East usually are. So you're they, basically saying like they're the Jags of the, that division. Yeah. Yeah, because no, I am. the Jags could be a yeah. thorn in, like, the yes. Titans and Colts Yeah, side. the Jags can beat and often do beat but, the But Colts. they're not going to beat them most likely in the year. Right. Uh, then there's the Commanders. And the story, this kind of blends into what we're going to talk about, some other topics around the league. The Commanders and, and Wentz, not, not the reports. Not looking good. No. See, this is the opposite. We were just talking about Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. for one pick. Looks pretty good. Like, things are good. Not unbelievable. Headlines aren't like, watch out for the Jags offense. Yes. But the flip side is, when it's watch bad. out. You might look like Justin Fields in the <laughs> yes. Bears offense at times. You might look like Wentz in the Commanders offense at times. Yeah. And that's already an offense that struggled to move. And now they're going to struggle even more. Even more strugglier in Washington than you would assume. And then you got Casey over. He's a believer in, I think, Antonio Gibson. I am definitely. I like, I like AG. Not a fan. I know we're all fans well, of Scary McClure. Terry. Yeah, all fans of Scary oh, Terry. Oh. Is yeah. McClure your, like, if you could get a, uh, a real jersey, jersey yeah. would he be the guy? Yeah, probably. He's a good wide receiver, but not when he's got Wentz thrown at him. Who ends up uh, the a, quarterback here, from Washington by the end of the year? Yeah, I'll tell you Heineke a or Wentz? Yeah, I'll tell you a second. Here's the thing about Scary Terry. It doesn't matter who his quarterbacks are. He's had 18 of them, and he still puts up great numbers. <laughs> you give him one dude that's slightly consistent, best receiver in the league. Uh, at the end of the year, Taylor Heineke. Yeah, Heineke is the exciting one only because he doesn't have a history of failures behind him. So he's got that one big game that he had, and then the rest are mediocre. I mean, this is Case Keenum all over again. Like, there's no person in the league that has a shorter leash than Carson Wentz. <laughs> you know, you know what's interesting so Wentz gets hurt, right? Now he's had a couple of different zip codes and area codes, too. Amen. But as Wentz goes along, should we be more of a believer in Doug Peterson? 
it and what he was way, able right? to do with them. Or Frank Reich, but yeah. Yes, that was the thing that I kept saying when they were going to hire Peterson, or actually when they weren't, and then they did. Carson Wentz was so good with this man. But so we thought was, Carson Wentz was good, good for real. MVP season with this man. Uh, you could say the same about Nick Foles. And, and, it's and, another point proof. And maybe it's Peterson, but maybe it's also Frank Reich, and maybe it was the fact no, that... No, 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 team, no, no, no. It was not Frank Reich. because was he just the saw, offensive coordinator Yes, over there? but we just saw Carson Wentz with Frank Reich, and it didn't and, work. But the Colts looked like world beaters up until like 10, 11 games in. Mm, I wouldn't say they look like world beaters. They were better than they were. They had heat, man. But if Frank Reich, the guy that everyone said, oh, it's a perfect match, they're gonna, he's going to go back to his guy with Frank Reich, he's, he shipped him out. Yeah, he's right. what he needs to see. Garbage. Yeah. And Reich had Rivers, too. Yeah, Wentz is garbage. Reich had Rivers. Old man right? Rivers. He was there uh, for Rivers. Had Rivers yeah. yeah, so, but I mean, it's, I think the shine's off Reich a little bit, to be a honest with you. Okay. Like, uh, it's not all completely gone. Like, he's a good dude, all that stuff, and he's he's not, like, incapable, but he's got to do something. If the Matt, already, if, he's got to do he something. He needs to draft one. If the Matty Ice experiment fails miserably, that's the end of Frank Reich in, in Indianapolis, and I think that's probably the end that you'll... Little, the, the shine will permanently be gone. And it's rightfully, by the way, if they do fire him because it doesn't work with... Matt Ryan, whatever, but they literally never let him pick a quarterback. Yeah, like he might have, he might have picked Carson Wentz and he might have picked Matt Ryan, but like they didn't let him literally draft one. Yeah, so they're like, we're gonna give you old guy Rivers, we're gonna give you broken Carson Wentz, and we're gonna get old guy Matt Ryan. I gotta and imagine if you don't succeed, it's your fault. That's more about the roster though than Frank, right? Like you have a window with like, what was it last year? Like eight or nine Pro Bowlers. Yeah, like, you gotta win. You do. You're not picking up a draft pick for that. Mm. But I back to my my point and really what you guys are bringing up, and it just comes right at me here is Doug Peterson did a hell of a job with those two guys. Definitely earned with some credit. and Foles. And yeah. so it does make you wonder, where can he take a talent like Trevor? And by the way, not just Winston Foles, but guys like Jay Ajay and Miles Saunders, who uh, who have struggled post-Peterson. I see what you're doing. And, would, and by the way, you can go all the way back to, he was part of the Alex Smith turnaround in Kansas City. Uh, yeah. You know, got some. Yes. It, you just kind of hope this magic rubs off on the Jaguars, man. Maybe uh, you find some kicker connections in his past. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this: uh, one last one about the NFC East. What's the Jags' record this year? They play the entire East. What do they do against the NFC East? One and three. Dude. Really? One and three. So you suck. You are the worst, bald <laughs> I'm man. Just, I'm just trying to call it as I see it. I don't think they're beating well, Dallas. Well, clean off your glasses. <laughs> I don't think they're beating Philly. Too many too many weapons, both offense and defense. They got a shot versus the Giants and the Redskins. I believe they can beat the Redskins without needing First a good all, day from everybody. the commanders, we can let it slide once. We can't Sorry. let it slide twice. Sorry, old habits die hard. It's true. Uh, listen, uh, we'll talk about the San Diego Chargers next. <laughs> I did that the other day, though, so it's not out of this realm of possibility. But I do think the Giants are like a, the Jags need a good day to beat that team. What? Real? A good day? Do, yeah. Boo this a man. A good day for what? I think the Giants are underrated right now. The Giants suck. They have Daniel Jones. What are you talking about? I get you don't like Danny Dimes, but you're sitting here bumping Mitchell Trubisky. So talking talk to the mic. Daniel Jones. Talking to the mic. But oh, my God. What, what do you mean they need a good day to beat Daniel Jones and the Giants? No, they need a good day to beat the Giants. Daniel Jones, you just require a regular day. I just don't think, I don't know if anybody's giving Doug Peterson enough credit. Like, Peter, the Jags have the better head coach. You think they're going they play the Giants. two and two against the East? They're going four and oh. I would say they go at least two and two against the East. Two and two, okay. Four and oh. Want to put it like, on the I'm board? Not, I'm I don't not wanna... afraid of Philly, quite frankly. Really? Nah, 
No, I, I think, think Dallas should Philly. be afraid of Philly. That's a good team. Peter, Peterson's going to beat Philly not, on his own. I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, they're definitely a better team. I've seen it. You got Dougie I don't think from they're the like, it's an automatic. I do think Dallas is like a game I wouldn't give the Jags a chance to win. I'm surprised but Dallas you like is Dallas like, that much. Dallas is Dallas sometimes too, right? So, oh yeah, I mean Dallas is way. I think on paper Dallas is way better than Philly and a lot better than the rest of the division. That's interesting. At I thought they worst, got worse. At worst, the Jags are three and one against that division. I'll put it on the board. You guys are By both the way, like, very I'm bullish. bullish on Dallas, and I think Ezekiel Elliott's like the most overrated player in the game. Hates him. <laughs> hates him as much as he hates dogs. He really is on a pitch count, though. So. <laughs> Are we taking the bet? I'll take For it. For all you listening, I don't hate dogs. Yes, okay? he does. I like how he looks into the camera right there. I'm telling you right he here. He got real sincere, did yes. he? He's anti-dog. <laughs> because he every time like he brings this up, I have to defend myself. Because uh, yeah. I know where this could go. Yes. By the way, uh, um, uh, thoughts with the Olivia Newton-John's family. First dog's name? Was that your first dog's name? Mine was Olivia. Oh, wow. I believe my dad named... The dog after Olivia Newton-John. That's a really weird coincidence. Our first dog was named Newton-John, so it was just weird that yours was. That is bizarre. Yeah, we like weird dog names. Are we taking the bet? I'll take it, man. He wants to be be on the board. He says three and one against the East. At worst for the Jags, three and one or four now. I mean, I'll take that all day. I'll take that. All right, put it on the board. Put it in the bet bucket. I'm not going there. (laughs) We have a board. He likes the bucket. He loves the the bucket. So you don't want to take it? You don't want to lose more money? Which, by the way, I haven't seen Venmo from either of you guys. Nah, it's true. I, I just sent you $100 here's on the Venmo. Thing, here's the thing, Aaron. I hope you're kidding because, like, I literally didn't get it. Like, oh, I can boy. show you my log and everything you didn't send it to oh, me. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to look this up in the break. I was going to say, I'll have to send it to you in the break. Well, good. I'm just checking that nobody's paid up. Let's see if you're still in my system. Why would you have deleted me? Because I don't know. Like, Venmo, like, it just disappears sometimes. How funny! How funny! What? How funny would this be if Aaron sent it to the wrong person and now has to pay another hundred bucks? That would suck. Oh my god, I would hate that. Is there any way to get that back? No. No. It's gone. Huh? Like, I, I meant to text you this weekend, but I was like, I think he was kidding. But like, literally, I did not get it. I only have a dollar in my Venmo. A dollar? A dollar? <laughs> yeah. I can show you. Hold on. That's Casey's savings from the like, last. Why? How'd you end up with a dollar? Like, who'd you pay nine bucks to or something? I had twenty-one and I paid twenty for the Jags losing. <laughs> Hold on, look. Wait, now it says I have zero. I just had a dollar. Oh boy. <laughs> tax. They tax Venmo now. You know they do. <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety football at five. <laughs> From the team perspective, like this is your franchise quarterback. He's young. He's in his prime, and you do not want him to go into a lot of his contract. Um, that's really unheard of. And but on the other side of it, you know, we talked about this before, guys. Yeah, like we're talking about a quarter of a billion dollars. Like that's a lot of money. And if you're Lamar Jackson, you don't want to go within a million miles of the field without getting a deal done. So hopefully, they can find some middle ground. This deal can get done between now and opening day. Mike Tannenbaum, all over ESPN 690. This afternoon. Hey, take that, Austin Lane. Uh-oh. And he looked at the camera again. This is going to be a thing. When Brent means business, he looks at the camera. I like it. Under that hat, you can barely see his eyes. <laughs> He's right. breathing weird, too. we got to get Brent and OnlyFans. This is too much. Oh I'll tell you what. I saw, <laughs> like, who's, who's a good eye? Who's a pitcher to, like, with the eyes? Rick Rushell. No, Clemens. <laughs> uh, Rick Rushell would stare people down. Like, would Dave Stewart do that for the Oakland oh, A's yeah, back in the Oh, yeah, definitely. Day? Murder look from Dave Stewart? Yes. <laughs> They would stare these guys down all mean. Eckersley would do it. We were just talking about Eckersley before the game. 
uh, before the show. This is a game to you, though. Uh, <laughs> I will say, Brent, though, the character development you had today when you came back from Publix with the backwards hat, Brent, that was a whole different oh, Brent oh. I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, I feel like I need a haircut really bad. Why do you think I'm wearing the headbands? And I, I feel like I'm almost in COVID mode, pandemic mode, haircut-wise. How are you doing? Your hair okay? I mean, you oh, I'm all shiny. <laughs> <laughs> I shined up for the show. I do it every week. <laughs> it's fine. You really are shiny. Though. So then I threw a hat on. I threw a hat on backwards. I like wearing my hat on hat backwards. Backwards hat Brent is a vibe. Yeah, I, uh, if it was backwards hat Brent with the shorts Aaron is wearing, you would be like a. You like these know. shorts? Let me show them. These are like blue shorts with a little white design on them. Yeah, you look like you're going swimming Ooh. in a couple of minutes. Swimming in excellence. Hmm. Like where would you get those? At Target, where I get all of my clothes. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's radio money, bro. I'm a hundred air. Come on. hundred air. Uh, hey, I got my 40 bucks just so everybody knows. Uh, my Venmo came through, and apparently yeah. Aaron va- uh, paid via PayPal. Yeah, so. you don't be smirch me, man. I sent you your money. The, the boys paid up. access my PayPal. Like, haven't been for years. <laughs> I like to switch Is it Is there out. money in there? Keep people on I their toes. I don't think there's money in there, but it's like... You know, way back, I probably tried to buy something like 15 years ago on eBay. Mm-hmm. And that's my PayPal. Like, then I never did it again yeah. for like five years. So I didn't know my password. And then I got like locked out of my account, I mm-hmm. think. Hmm. And so I can't ever get my PayPal. I try to create new ones. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't pay- let me. PayPal doesn't play, but PayPal, you can't like, their too. security system's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, it's wild. Makes it feel good. And well, I will tell I you. I can't get it. Look, uh, it's, like, it's like crypto. It's like, <laughs> once you're out, you're out. PayPal, though, someone tried to hack me. And I called up, and they were super helpful to me. Oh, that's cool. But I've done a lot of business. I would imagine those companies just throw their arms in the air and be like, sorry, bro. It's nah. digital. Can't do anything about it. They were cool. She was a nice lady. You, guys, you guys brought up something really interesting today in our group chat. Probably wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't even think you texted once, so <laughs> I was just giving you credit even though you didn't do a damn thing. He really hates it. Uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's a kid. He likes texting. Every time he texts me, I'll call him back immediately, and he always answers it. <sighs> What? <laughs> I'm like, well, if I got more than like seven lines to text, I might as well call you. But yeah. uh, for some reason, for someone who likes don't want to do that, he doesn't want to be on the. Well, group here's chat. the thing: you text me at the most inopportune times. Like I shower. Like, what's and, inopportune for like, you? I'm in the shower in the dark, and my phone keeps lighting up. It's annoying. <laughs> Why are you showering in the dark? It's That's what he does. We've been through this. I yes. shower in the dark. He showers in the dark. It's very sad. Who does that? Very sad. I, I can think. Of, it's like it gives me a good time to think. That's good. I think about what I'm not going to reply to the text. Well, it's also a great place for you to cry because then you can't tell if it's the shower water or your tears that are making your face wet. So Bobby Benny, you brought up Bobby Benny's contract sold for $180,000. Yeah. So you have like, a lot of money if you're buying Bobby Benny's contract for $180,000. But like imagine the memorab- like a cool piece of memorabilia. Casey's talking about hanging out with Dan Linguini, getting autographs all the time. I'd much rather invest in a, in a Bonilla, the, you know, the most infamous contract of all time. Uh, what other, so you bring up what other like, unique, like unusual memorabilia? What would be the weird memorabilia? Like, would either of you be interested in buying the napkin that Jerry Porter's 10-day contract was written on for the Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> like, what weird no, piece of Jacksonville memorabilia? the napkin that Wayne Weaver sold or and scribbled to Shad Khan. Was that a real story? Yeah, that's, that's a real a deal. story. Like, how they sold, like, they scribbled on a napkin what it was going to be. That's kind of great and kind of annoying that like, such a big deal sure if you've done really that way. Sure, but it's still a great story. Kind of like, yeah. Symbolic? I don't know. Well, I know they've already auctioned off the bloody sock, but uh, would, you, would you be willing nah, to pay for I'm the bloody like sock? Shill- I'm not like that big a shilling okay. guy. Like, I-, I will say I already have, I don't think I would go bid on anything. 
Nothing. Not one piece of memorabilia. Well, I'm trying to think that, that 2003, 2004 is something I say is the best thing I've ever covered. Okay. Covered every game in the ALCS, Yankees, Red Sox, and then the World Series as well for 2004. Even just a photo of Jeter crying after losing that, that series? Yeah, <laughs> does it have to be like a gamer type thing? Or yeah, kind of you well, can so, look. So you can make your own memorabilia. When Boone hit the home run, I kept, I kept uh, the score. Okay. The whole game, like pitch by pitch. And so I have that laminated. That's cool. Uh, should have got Boone to sign it. I actually should. Maybe I'll send it to a guy I know. Well, you can if it's laminated, but yeah. I can rip it up, couldn't I? <laughs> I don't know how lamination works. Oh, we you got to be able to crack the lamination code. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Right? I guess Can so. you break through lamination? I, right, I, I would assume question. it's like sticky. So I don't know. It's like a yeah. sticker when you pull it off. I don't know. I think you goofed, Martin. No. Damn it. Well, you could just recreate it, scan it, and print it back up. <laughs> I could, or I just write it. it no, facsimiles. You write one of two on it. I have that photo signed. One of two. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. Casey that and Dan Linguini can get it signed somewhere and then we make it. We don't need Dan. I can do that myself. But he's the pro. He's, he is the pro. He's but the guy who taught you. Listen, right. Aaron's going to sign. So I don't want the bloody sock. Like, well, okay. The bloody sock. But I'm trying to think of something that would be cool to have. I, I don't. What else is out there? Like, I mean, you can make it, too. Do they have the ball from, like, uh, Sandlot? That would be cool with uh, with uh, the dog the dog slobber dried on it or bite marks <laughs> yeah, in it. That'd, that'd be, be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, I would take like a seat from Shea Stadium. I you know they sold that. those for you a can while. Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could probably but go on eBay, use that damn PayPal that right works for you, and yeah. you'll get it. Yeah, yeah. I would do that if I had a place to put it. Uh, that's the other part of it, right? Like, are you going to spend real money on memorabilia if you got no place to put it? Yeah, I think you either go to all in, and I'm kind of half like I half ass this thing. You don't like, really I have seem a lot like a memorabilia guy. No, no, I have decent stuff. But it's not like late. Uh, the problem with memorabilia, to your point, is if you're going to have memorabilia, you want it to be displayed. Yeah. So you probably need like a big enough house or, or a man office. cave or yeah. something. that. You, but even the office, like I have so many things that could hang on the walls. I don't have enough walls to hang them. Yeah. Like I have so many things framed. That's a, that's a humble flex by Brent right there in a successful career is what mm. he's saying. Uh, it's, it's true. Like even not this week, walls. I want to get, I was thinking of it. I got my Baselli. Ba um uh, or the Hall of Fame credential. That'd be cool. I got to try to get Baselli to sign it. That'd be great. Right. Uh, Matt Master just said he's got a Baselli signed football. Yeah, and, man. And so I, the credential would be kind of cool to sign. Very cool, yes. And so then maybe take, like, the cover of the Hall of Fame class and uh, I don't know what else, but mm -hmm. something else from and frame it. And I'm like, okay, where the hell am I going to hang it? You don't have any space to hang that. I'm hanging it in the studio. Maybe I hang it in the studio and someone steals it. I got, that's true. <laughs> I got a bunch I mean, of... 24-hour uh, security. Now that I've taken my memorabilia inside the studio. It's better than paying for memes. I, uh, I I made a whole bunch of memorabilia from my life. So, like, things that have happened throughout my career, I found a way to, like, frame and hang. And I got a bunch of, like, record plaques from, like, breaking songs over at the uh, alternative radio station or, like, a picture of me announcing at a concert that I like. So are they hanging up? That in my office, yeah. So you just like pictures of yourself. No, there's, there's only one picture of me, but they are so all things really that I shrine. had something. It, it's an employment <laughs> shrine, yes. Yeah. Yes. I listen, that's the same thing. I mean, we're in that business. So why would, like, well, no one's going to collect memorabilia <laughs> with my stuff on it, so I'll be the guy. And by the I'll way, it makes my for, own. it's a great conversation starter for anyone who comes to the house. They go, oh, I love that it band. Is. And I go, oh, let's talk about that band for a little bit. Yeah, that's, it is a good conversation. Yeah. Like, I just Casey, don't have anybody over the house to start a conversation, but yeah, you're right. That's if, a friend's problem. If you could have like a professional photograph done by like a real photog, like a Marcel level photog 
of you in like a radio studio looking like you're someone important, obviously very far from the truth. <laughs> Not with a bandana. <laughs> Not with a bandana. Like, wouldn't you want that for your house? You could do your little Casey Kurt signature on it you're so proud of, hang that up on the wall. No. All right, never mind. I have plenty of crap that I'd like to hang up on the wall, but a man don't <laughs> let me hang any of my crap. That's the other part, right? Like, you need to, you got to find the home that's not going to offend the, the lady. Yeah. John says, I have a place to hang the Baselli Hall of Fame memorabilia. Let me know when I can pick it up after it gets signed. <laughs> so, John, you want my credential? He's well, my picture on the credential and then yeah. signed and then you can have it. Yeah. All right. Uh, now that's really worth a lot. You got my picture and you got a Baselli signature. <laughs> have you ever gotten a credential signed? Like, I don't have no. many credentials, but... The, game, the soccer game I went to, Pulisic was his first international hat trick. I now want that signed. No, it, it, I've never even thought about it, Casey. It's pretty it's professional. Oh, do you have the credential from the, the Boone game? That would be sick. I do. That would be sick to have signed. But, like, I never really thought about it until, but Baselli, I was like, I can make this happen. Like, I think I can make that happen. I'd imagine you could. And so, and I was like, I don't know when the next time I'll cover one. It was the first one. Um, I have so many credentials at home, and we put them in a one, we did one frame. Like everybody down in the sports department, we all got one framed up. But I, I could make 12 of those. That's cool. For some though. reason, I kept all these. But now, I, like at the time, I didn't know I was going to go to like 10 Super Bowls. Yeah. I don't need all those anymore. Yeah, I think that happens to a lot of people who start collecting something and then they go, oh, there's going to be a lot of these. Gonna, yeah, you just don't know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a good intentions. I'm sure. keeping mine. Never know when this is going to end, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we got nothing. Like, there's there's Bobby Bonilla's contract. There's a bloody sock. And there's the ball from Sandlot. That's all we want. Like, there's no unusual artifact out there that anybody wants. Then the Honus Wagner card, by the way, this is a yeah. side story. Just will go for, like, $7 million. Yes, it did. It just got auctioned. Yeah, it was uh, the most anyone's ever paid for a piece of memorabilia. How about the music industry? Is there something, like, stupid? I mean, there's always, like, guitars and microphones and stuff. If you want to get real gross, you could uh, start wondering about, like, the in-ear monitors for your favorite artist or band. <laughs> but, you know, That's if you get further into good. the future, you got to worry about stealing DNA and cloning people. So let's not get into that. I think if you're looking for me to give you something, I have all these things that are, like, signed by some people that I need other people to sign. That would be my kind of stuff. Like, I don't need a... I don't need the bloody sock. Like, that's not what I'm into. But I have, like, Guardians of the Galaxy posters I need Chris Pratt on. Like, that would be great. Do you have the other actors in the poster on yes. it? Or oh, All right. So I have a lot of items that need one or two people. All right. You're working on collections. Yes. All right. That's kind of cool. Yeah, he knows that. That would. I'll tell you something that I think would be an interesting thing to collect that I never thought I'd say. Are you a sneakerhead? Uh, no, but I used to be, and then it just... It's a it's a rigged game, Brent. They really I don't know if you know much about that. No, I don't. There's some deep trauma there. So, I don't know what it is yet, but so like especially Nike. Nike's got this uh, sneaker app, right? And like they'll do these uh, special custom drops of these sneakers that like everyone supposedly has a fair shot at getting. So you, you get in the queue in this line. It's like a big raffle, and like uh, they're supposed to be picking at random, and you can pick up a pair of sneakers on there, and you know you pay three hundred bucks for these things, and two weeks later they're worth fifteen hundred dollars, right? So. It's one of these, uh, uh, I, I call them child investments. It's not like an adult and you're not, you're not investing in the stock market or in like farm share like we were talking about. But, you know, it's like these are things that can be an investment. They can go up in price. But they're always gone the second they open up. They're never around for regular people. Very much like big concerts these days. You try and buy a ticket, it's sold out in 10 minutes. It's because the scalpers and the corporations have already eaten up the tickets. There's Amen. none left for you. That was me with the Jonas Brothers. Same thing with these sneakers, man. They go up and then they're gone. And it's just, it's all a rigged game. It's so frustrating, so I stopped. 
Jonas Brothers. That's he's a Joe Bros fan. He's a weird guy. <laughs> Casey Casey. Made was hilarious. He's, he's like, a weird guy. I, mean, I, I don't know. Like I get why people can make money off memorabilia, but if you like a piece of memorabilia so much, why would your thinking be I'm going to make money off it at some point? I think uh, people like Casey and Dan Linguini just see it as a way not to work anymore. But I'll say this: like I like making memorabilia. I like finding a moment that means something to you, and then. To, to, to what you're doing, Casey, maybe to making a set out of the autographs or something. Granted, more people do that with movie posters, but like, maybe you should shower in the dark, too. <laughs> this kind of stuff just comes to you. I don't know. <laughs> I got a lot of sets and crap that I need done. Yeah. Uh, that is just one small example. I, but what I was getting at with the sneaker stuff is, mm-hmm. you know how, like, the artistic work on shoes now? Yeah. I think is really cool. Oh, very cool. And, and I'm not custom a guys guy. who do it, Yeah, too, the yeah. custom stuff is awesome. And I think that would be kind of neat to collect. Yeah, sure. Like, that would be a cool... Like, you could see it on a wall. It's not going to take up a massive amount of space, but right. you could really... You could display design a bunch it in a small space, yeah. Of all these different guys. Like, I've already seen the rookie class, like Trayvon Walker and, and guys like that. And somebody out there recently on Twitter was asking if they could sign it for, like, a charity thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, that'd be a cool thing to have. Like, it's really neat artwork. It's good. And it doesn't take up, like, this 16 by 24 space of emptiness you on just, your wall. You just reminded me what I really want, and then we can take some break. At Jets camp two weeks ago, a fan brought a Zach Wilson jersey, but on the back, instead of Wilson, it said Milf Hunter. <laughs> I can want, get and they, they all signed it. I want that one. By uh, the way, he the, signed that? Oh, yeah. Did he? Oh, yeah. I love that. Uh, the custom sneaker front, when for our wedding, Amanda got, you're going to love this, because it's a dog thing. You're going to love it. She got custom shoes with uh, blue on it. That's oh, cool. cool. It is really cool, especially if you like dogs. That's cool. Brent's like trying to pretend. He's like, yeah, that's really cool. He's like, can, bl- can blue mm-hmm. sign it? We're working on it. All right. Just get some dirt on the paw and then just <laughs> smash it on. Yeah, man. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Don't forget, Action Sports Jacks OT. You can get more of this Casey coming up at 6 o'clock. Happy Brian Casey. Yeah. Action Sports Jacks OT. If you say you're going to start Baker Mayfield and Sam Donald's going to come off the bench if Baker Mayfield struggles, I think you want to flip that. Because if you start Baker Mayfield and it doesn't go the way you want it to and you go to Sam Donald, at that point, you're probably going to lose your entire team versus the other way around. Because if you start Sam and it goes south, you can always now rally the troops around Baker Mayfield, everybody will say, okay, now Baker Mayfield gets his opportunity. But if you do it the other way around, if you mad ruling company, you're going to wind up losing your team. Because they're going to assume you're starting Sam, I mean, you're starting Baker Mayfield just because you acquired him. I think I saw my buddy tweet this today. I think he's a Mayfield defender. And he brought something up that's pretty interesting. He brought up the word the, the name Drew Brees. Is there any chance a baker turns into a, a second-generation Drew Brees, second life? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Maybe. I get the comparison. No, I'm with you. you well, well to, again, like sure. Alex Smith was on his way to doing this when he left San Francisco, yeah. and then they drafted Patrick Mahomes, but he was like, and then he got hurt too, but I'm just saying, he in Kansas City, he had found a spot. Like, yep. he was playing well. He was playing at an MVP level. Yeah, he was. At least for the year. I don't know if he would have gone on and done that, but I, they, they, he's they, having they a crazy season. Yeah, they made a tough decision, and boom, look what happened. Uh, I don't know if there are like you thought maybe this could be the case with Sam Darnold I last did. year, right? Yeah. I, and you didn't say to Drew Brees, but no. I mean Drew Brees is very lofty, but the concept of that, 
Right, finding a second life and in look, a new location. And look, Drew Locke is going to second home. Trubisky is now on his third home, right? <laughs> yeah, but the second one doesn't really count. Oh, cool. Yeah, true. So it's kind of like a second. He agrees. Uh, no, I'm not saying he's going to be I'm just saying he's on. <laughs> so, well, I'll give you another one. Jameis Winston. I should go where Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah. A little different I'm not way gonna of lie. doing it. I thought you were making the comparison because they're both kind of small. Well, I think that's probably it. Okay. But, but the, the idea is you go to a change of scenery and yeah. your career takes off. But Good for as, as much as that happens, it's so infrequent that it actually works out that way. Absolutely. Is. Yeah. I think Rich Gannon is one of the great examples of this. On if you Oakland. go back, yeah. a guy that, like, and it was later in his career. Yeah, like he was, was in his 30s. Yeah, I think so. So it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, you talk about a guy who could not move in the pocket, by the way. That guy's legs were just made out of concrete. Oof, Rich Gannon the Cannon. The, uh, so I don't know if this could, it could work for some people, but I'm, <laughs> there's plenty of candidates. It's Blending. not just Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I actually think the point Keyshawn was making was by design by Matt Rule and company. I think that if it's not Baker Mayfield, I think that they know it's not Sam Darnold. And so even though they drafted a quarterback, they'd be in a much better position to draft a better one this year should the team go down the drain. Like, if you put... Sam Darnold in there, and you lose the team. It may actually end up benefiting you, as long as Matt Rule and them can hold on to the job. Well, that's the thing. I'm not sure they would. Yeah. Uh, one more season. Not with this draft coming up. It's too easy to pair quarterback and coach. Mm. True. Um, all right, man. That's going to do it for a Monday. We're off and running on a game week here in Jackson. We'll get first and ten training camp coming up tonight on TV. CBS 47, Fox 30. That's at 11:15. And uh, you've got Action Sports Jacks OT. I do. Coming up next. It is coming up next. Mm -hmm. Brian Middleton. And, and you know you. what comes up after that show, right? It's lights out, hit the showers for some tears. <laughs> it's, a nail, it's, a, it's a daily routine for Casey. Shower in the afternoon. What's the first song you're playing tomorrow? On the Eagle? On the Eagle. That's a good question. No idea. Good thing. I have no idea. Yeah. It's a good question. You should know, though. Take in requests. Send them in. What's like the most popular song Man, you Journey play right is now? big. Oh, uh, into that. I saw Journey the other night. Oh, did you? From a distance. From a distance. Oh, okay. Okay. Could hear him from our front porch. Queen is big. Def Leppard's big on the station. All right, Skinner obviously is big. We'll probably start off with some kind of eighties rock jam. I go with Journey. I would do that. Stop believing. Play that or like uh, Separate Worlds Apart. Love Separate Worlds hey, Apart. Hey, found out in the morning on the Eagle. We are out of time, folks. Oh, right, wrap this thing up. I guess Action Sports Jacks OT is coming up. We're dipping into Casey's time. God forbid. It's next on ESPN 690.